Assalamu alaikum guys and welcome back to another episode of The Word Affairs. So, I don't know why I said it like that, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, that is cringing me out, so I will not be listening to that again. Um, but I hope you all had an absolutely amazing week. I had, um, I had a good week actually, alhamdulillah. So, obviously, it is Ramadan and we have officially hit the last 10 days of Ramadan, guys. So, that is quite scary, knowing how fast it's all flying by, because it only feels like yesterday, literally, Ramadan had started. But, you know, time is flying by quite fast nowadays um but yeah it, it's quite bittersweet to answer with you because on one hand you know you're getting closer to Eid and you know you won't have to fast anymore and you know you can go back to your normal routine because for me personally the biggest setback of Ramadan like it's a blessing and a beauty one of our like literally favorite months of our lives but um the setback for me is the routine, as in it's just absolutely destroys my routine. And um, I'm literally walking about half asleep, literally half the time. Um, fun fact, actually, <laughs> we had a lecture the other day. So we don't really have late, late lectures, but this lecture was like, I think it finished at half four, which isn't late to be honest with you at all, but it was just like one of those where it was after a session that we don't normally ever have a lecture after. And um, I was sat there, bearing in mind I'm sat at the front of the lecture hall so it's me and my two friends and literally we're sat at the front so the lecture like the lecturer is literally right there and I just started dozing off and I literally had like my hand like my head was resting on my hand and I'm literally like falling asleep and I'm like fully there like I'm literally like gone like I'm asleep and my friend nudged me and she was like are you okay and I was like oh my god did I sleep so you know I'm like okay no no like come on get back into this and I'm like trying to focus and then it happened again and at that point she was like you need to go home and I just got up and I walked out of the lecture and I felt awful I felt so awful um because there was only like half an hour left to it but I just couldn't I couldn't do it because I literally nodded off twice and I was just like I can't do this I need to go home went home had the fattest nap ever uh but yeah I mean listen you can't do it you can't do it you know what I'm saying so yeah um but anyways back to what I was saying yep biggest mess about for me is routine um but then at the same time it is quite bitter in the sense of like the the beauty and the love and the calm tranquility of Ramadan that will be gone as well and the shaitan will not be locked up anymore um he's gonna be back so yeah watch out um but yeah, it is quite sad to be honest with you, but I guess all good things have to come to an end. Um, yeah, it's just crazy. Just for me, what's really crazy is the fact of just how fast it's gone by. I'm just trying to sit here and think where's it gone and I can't even remember. Like it literally feels like only last week it started. But anyways, um, it's getting easier to kind of like adjust to it. Um, and yeah, I mean, 10 days later and it'll be gone and it'll be Eid and I hope that is very good and exciting for all of you. But today, what we're going to be doing is a little bit more of a chilled, relaxed, laid back kind of episode. So obviously you guys know that I do the Reddit segments at the end and it has been a while since we've done like a whole chunk of them. So we're going to sit down today and kind of like go through a lot of these Reddit segments because I was on one of our favourite forums and I don't even know if that's the way you say it. Um, 
am I the a-hole? Um, and I just say, am I the idiot just for the sake of the podcast? Um, but yeah, and there's some like really nice juicy ones and I haven't gone through them. I've just seen the titles here and there. So we're literally gonna be doing it together. So let's get this started. For the record, um, I think there's like quite a lot. Um, but obviously like I will not be able to go through all of them. So yeah, I think it might be a little shorter episode, but who knows? Because I always end up saying that and then yeah. Anyways, carrying on with that. So the first one. So am I the idiot for telling my husband off for expecting me to prepare his bags? My husband works full time whilst I am a stay at home mum with three kids. He splits childcare 40 to 60, but lets me handle 100% of household chores from cleaning, cooking, vacuuming to shopping and whatnot, saying it's my duty in replacement of work hours. We were okay with these arrangements, but days ago, his mum invited him to his sister's wedding. She didn't invite me because the wedding... (laughs) What? She didn't invite me because the wedding is allegedly child-free, but I guessed it was because of a fight we had four months ago over what school my eldest should attend. I was hurt since I love my sister-in-law. My husband said his mum is basically paying for the wedding and the list she had for the uninvited is longer than the one she had for the invited. He advised me not to get too worked up over it and just focus on the kids whilst he's gone. The night before his flight, he asked that I put his things together and tossed me a list of what he needed. I gave it back and said I won't do it. He was puzzled, asking why. I told him I was tired and went upstairs to sleep in the bedroom. Moments later, he barged in, calling me petty for basically refusing to help him pack just because I wasn't going to. He said, your problem is with my mum, not me. I told him, why should I prepare his bags? He said, because he's busy and because I always do it. I said, yes, but should I do it this time? He said, because of four letters, S-A-H-M. And it's essentially part of my household chores. Just for the clarification, I don't actually know what S-A-H-M is. Um, I told him off, said, I won't do it, end of story, I went back to sleep. He threw a three-minute fit, then walked out, then came back and turned the lights on at 3am to pack, preventing me from sleeping. I told him this was pathetic and he said he's no match to how petty I am and ignored ignored me when I told him to turn the lights off repeatedly. He went to the wedding, now he's back looking agitated most of the time and keeping on complaining about the stance I took. Am I the idiot for not preparing the bags? Okay, that is a lot. Um, Okay, so to be honest with you, it's, it's, oh, there's a lot to unpack here. So first and foremost, okay, I kind of understand the concept of how, you know, if one person's working full time and then the other person decides to take up the kind of like the work, sorry, the home life, it makes sense if it was like by mutual consent. Um, but at the same time, if you look at it Islamically from an Islamic perspective, um, if the wife doesn't want to cook or clean, regardless of whether she works or not, the husband is expected to provide care for that. So he would probably have to kind of hire a maid or, you know, stuff like that. But regardless of that as well, you're supposed to be helping your wife out whether you work or not. Um, and we know, I mean, that's me talking about it from an Islamic perspective. I'm assuming that these people are not Muslims. Um, so it is very different probably in their culture and just their way of life. But I mean, obviously, if we just look at it from an Islamic perspective, you know, the Prophet Muhammad would help their wives out all the time. And, you know, to the point where literally they would be doing the cleaning and stuff um and not even just that but just in general like we are told like you know it's not necessarily the woman's duty if that makes sense like if she doesn't want to do it you're supposed to kind of like hire someone for that but try telling them that 
you know what I'm saying? Try telling them that. Um, the only son that they find is that, hey, we can marry more than once. But I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that, guys. I'm not going to be that toxic person today. Um, anyways, I kind of like I'm trying to look at it from that person's perspective. Like they've obviously, she literally said we're okay with these arrangements. So we can't really sit here and attack that. But um, the crazy thing is how he couldn't even bloody pack, a, you know, his own bag. Like he just did not want to pack it. And then he started attacking her because, you know, she has another issue with it. Um, the thing is as well, first and foremost, what kind of mother-in-law is that? Like not even just mother-in-law, mother-in-law, sorry. Um, what really like grinds my gears is the fact that that's the grandmother of their children. So she's literally essentially saying, yeah, I don't want my son's children to be there. Um, which is kind of crazy because wouldn't you want them to? Like, it's literally such a beautiful moment that you're having in your family and you don't want your grandchildren to be there because what, you want it to be child free. That doesn't really make sense to me. Obviously, she's got some sort of grudge against the mother of the children, which is this woman in question. But, you know, what I've seen time and time again in South Asian communities is that the fathers and... Um, you know, the men, essentially, they'll always, like, overlook the f mistakes of, like, other people, like, their families, and kind of, like, you know, s well, I mean, to be honest with you, it goes both ways, I mean, you've got some who will literally do or die for their family, um, like, you know, their own brothers and sisters, or their mother and father, but, like, for their own children, they'll do nothing, and then you've got the opposite as well, where it's the total opposite of that, but this is quite crazy, the fact that, like, he was still wanting to go, despite his children not being there, like, his wife not being there, you know what I mean, like, that's the woman you love, that's the woman who's kind of, like, helped you build this house, so, you know, you talk about, oh, yeah, like, I work full-time, like, that's my work hours, she's literally the person who maintains and has built the foundation of your home, she's turned your house into a home, and you're loyal to her, you respect her, at least you should be respecting her, and yet you can't even do her the basic, you know, expectation of, you know, actually my mother has disrespected my family by choosing not to invite them to this wedding. So if they can't go, I'm not going. But rather he's just been like, yeah, she's just keeping the like, you know, the, the thingamajigs really small. Like who, excuse me, like I don't understand that. Why are you justifying it? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't matter how small you want your guest list. Come on, that's your grandchildren. Like, Oh, I know I just don't understand it like oh yeah like, I've never heard of that rule keeping a wedding child free but then again I mean I've never really been to a white wedding I just get the feeling that why I could just be you know I, I don't know I could be I could be jumping the gun but all I know for sure is they're not Muslim um but yeah I mean I personally think that yeah like he is well she isn't she's not the idiot um but yeah he's he's definitely he's definitely the idiot and um, what's kind of crazy is he doesn't see that, like, he's literally, like, treating her very submissively, he literally had a bloody tantrum, like, he literally had a tantrum, and then he even put the lights on just to pack the bags, like, I feel like there's no respect there for her, he doesn't respect her, because obviously he doesn't even help out at home, he doesn't help out, you know, well, he does help out with the children, but, you know, he doesn't help out at home, he can't respect her for what she's doing, he just thinks it's expected of her, um, because, you know, he literally said, oh yeah, that's in return for work hours, um, and then on top of that, the one time she says no to what you want her to do, all of a sudden, she's petty, and she's the bad one, but what you're doing is totally fine. That doesn't make sense to me. So in terms of like the comments, what other people said, 
Um, so someone said, not the idiot. Your husband's been treating you like crap for a long time. Um, oh, by the way, the SAHN, I just realised that means stay at home mum. So a, a stay at home mum with three kids should not be doing 100% of household chores and packing up your husband's clothes is not a household chore. That's basic taking care of yourself. He's essentially claiming that he's one of the children and you're his mummy too. Also not inviting you because the wedding is child free. You're not a child. He doesn't stand up for you to his family and treats you like a maid. It's not a good look. And let's just say, supposedly, like if she did invite the wife, but then she's she, so like she wants the wedding to be child free. Okay, if that's something that you're gonna hold on to so much, why didn't you invite the wife? Why didn't you say, hey, can you find a babysitter for the night? Like we're not having uh, any children at the wedding, uh, but obviously we want you there. So um, yeah, find a babysitter, find a carer for the children just for the one night. But no, she she didn't say that. And then on top of that, the husband, the person who really does matter in the whole situation, he didn't even stand up for his wife by saying that. Like, he didn't even turn around to his mum and been like, oh, well, look what you did. Like, yeah, it might have been child-free, but my wife's not a child. Like, you could have invited her. We could have found other alternatives. We could have made arrangements. Like, that's just crazy. Um... But yeah, so someone else said, what is it with all of these posts about men expecting their significant others to pack their suitcases? That falls way outside the realm of a household chore. But if you really wanted to show him what petty was, you could have packed a bunch of mismatched items for him and he could enjoy wearing a bathing suit and a dress shirt to the wedding. So uh, someone replied to that saying this, I'm a stay at home mom. My husband travels a lot for work. When he travels for work, he packs for himself. When he travels with me, he packs his own bag. When we travel as a family, he packs his own down suitcase. You are a stay at home mom. That means stay at home mom not stay at home maid. Your husband is wildly out of line, like so far out line that we're now talking tornado pattern logic. He needs to grow up and stop looking for excuses or an easy way to justify himself and others behavior towards you. Honestly, that's actually crazy. They've just made such a good comment. Like also he says like, oh, it's work hours. But if you think about it, if you're a stay at home mom, you're essentially doing that continuously like on repeat because obviously you wake up you're doing it all the way and then like when he comes home you've got to care for him which you don't even have to and then you've got to make dinner and then you've got to help the kids with their homework and then you've got to put them to bed and then they're in bed and you've gone to bed but then one of them wakes up because they had a nightmare oh right I've got to get up earlier today because we've got to take the kids to soccer like I'm just, why did I say soccer? Because that's American, but I'm thinking that these are American people. Um, but the thing is, like, that does not relate to work hours. Like, for a man to turn around and be like, yeah, well, this is in return for work hours. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Because are you trying to tell me that my work hours are 24 hours, seven days a week? Like, how is how am I doing this all for free? Also, that's another thing. I don't know if you knew this, but in Islam, like, the, the wife, she can get paid to basically do the chores and stuff like that. Like, she can earn her income. Like, the husband's supposed to, not supposed to, sorry, but if she wanted to, he would have to pay her for that. So, there you go. Tring, that's another thing about Islam. Um, But the thing is, um, yeah, he, he just, he's, he's insane. Um, he's literally an adult and you're not his mum. That's probably why he's so attached to his mum. He's literally still attached to her by the umbilical cord. Yeah, you may need a flight to get back home, but you don't even think once to step up for your wife because that's your second mum. Doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, um, so that was actually quite a lot to unpack there. Okay, guys, so here's the next one. Like I said, obviously you haven't read it before, so we're reading it together. Am I the idiot for telling my brother that his wife was faking a pregnancy? 
My brother and I have never been close, so my sister-in-law hasn't been either. However, one day, after coming to a luncheon... Who says luncheon? What on earth? What is this? The Victorian era. Right, okay, after coming to a lunch with our family, she announced she was pregnant. At first, everyone, including me, was excited about having a new niece or nephew. However, as she supposedly went on to the pregnancy five to six months, she wasn't growing was drinking alcohol, never had any ultrasounds, even though she had hospital appointments that my brother was never allowed to go to, that's in apostrophe marks, by the way, was still bending and heaving things for her job. Uh, when asked if her job knew she was pregnant, she said she never told them, amidst other things. One day I was annoyed at her behaviour and asked if Anthony, who's her brother, asked if he had ever seen a pregnancy test. He said he didn't. I said to him, I doubt she's pregnant and should confirm she is because she's pregnant. That doesn't really make sense. Three weeks later, I found out that Anthony finds out she's not really pregnant after forcing her to allow him to go to a hospital for a checkup. Oh, she did go to a checkup, but no, not for pregnancy-related issues. She's saying that I shouldn't have interfered into our business. I had nothing to do with it, and now he's demanding a divorce. <gasps> Scandal. I said she shouldn't have faked a pregnancy. She said she had a miscarriage that the hospital later said to Anthony said she was never pregnant. Oh, she lied about the miscarriage as well. Oh. Okay, edit. For those asking about information about my sister-in-law, I really don't have any. They've always been private because she, sister-in-law doesn't like others to know what she's doing and what her business is. Oh, there is so much to... Oh my God. That's insane. I can't even wrap my head around that. Ah, okay. So you're telling me that she faked an entire pregnancy and then she made the excuse of, I I miscarried. And then the doctor, like the hospital literally said to the, to the husband, by the way, she never was even pregnant in the first place. Like she's lying about that again. Who does that? Why would you? Okay, hear me out, right? If you were to fake it, Fake it till you make it. Like, why did you not go and buy those fake baby bumps that you see in the in the films? Why did you still go around drinking alcohol? Why did you, like, just carry on living your normal life as if, oh yeah, by the way, guys, I'm pregnant. Okay, back to normal life. Like, that doesn't make sense. Oh my God, that's actually insane. Um, Wow. I mean, I definitely sense some sort of suspicious, weird activities. Like, no one even knows anything about the sister-in-law. They're very private and stuff like that, but... I mean, you don't, I understand your privacy is one thing, but then at the same time, like basic necessity information about other people, like that's not really related to privacy. Like if you're getting involved in a family, yeah, it might be different to be honest with you for non-Muslims, but you know, you should really know something about them, you know? Um, yeah, that's actually quite crazy. I'm not going to lie. So someone, <laughs> the comments are quite crazy guys so someone said they literally wrote like a like a little speech kind of like a um, script so their sister-in-law says i'm pregnant everyone okay lots of time passed she didn't look pregnant you this is weird brother good point i'll ask the hospital sister-in-law i lied to everyone and now i continue lying but you're all the idiots for calling me out on my lies <laughs> That's just so... Ah, that's actually crazy. Uh, someone said, at least the lady in Glee who did this wore a fake stomach. These are some t genuinely terrible lies. If the person who wrote this hadn't said something, surely someone else would, or a few more months would pass by and no baby would arrive. It literally, like, that's the thing. So how long was she expecting to carry this on? Because 
I mean, I don't know. The last time I checked, pregnancy is about nine months. So what was she going to say? Oh, mine's 21. Like, no, that doesn't make sense. How do you do that? Someone said that it sounds like the plot from The Stranger by Harlan Corbin, except in the book, there was a company where you could buy fake pregnancy tests and ultrasound pictures. Yes, that is actually insane. So I don't know if you watched that. First of all, it was one of the worst shows I've ever watched in my life. Like the directing, the writing. Oh my God. I have never ever watched something with the most poor writing ever. Like everyone hypes Harlan Coburn up so much as such a good writer in his books, whatever. I have never read like read his books to be fair. I've watched two of his shows, Safe and um, The Stranger. The Stranger and Safe, to be honest with you, started off so well. Like they, they were really like, have you hooked? But then... Let me just be real here with you guys. Some, if not most, British shows are awful. Like, they just can't do what the Americans can do. And I'm gonna say it. I'll say it how it is. I am British, okay? I am not American. But, God, some of these British shows are awful. And these are the examples of it. Like, Harlan Coleman's... This is, might be an unpopular opinion, to be fair, because everybody loves him, and I don't know why. But his work is just so awful, in my opinion. Um... Because The Stranger, like, the ending did not even make sense. Like, I can see why they did that ending, but, like, how do I say it? Forensically, if that's a word, like, forensically, like, detectively, like, police-wise, it did not make sense. How on earth was he arrested when it just didn't make sense? Nothing added up. It was, like, it was so rushed and it was just so poorly written. Anyway, I'm going totally off topic. But, yeah, anyways, in that show, someone pretended to be pregnant and they weren't actually pregnant at all and had just faked their entire thing. But on that note, someone said, unrelated interesting fact. There was a whole black market business for fake pregnancy tests and ultrasounds in Poland a few years ago. Apparently, many women used it to extract money from their boyfriends or exes. Abortions had been problematic in Poland for years, so the men would pay them enough to go abroad and get one. So someone said, I live in Poland, abortion or rather that the lack of, sorry, abortion or rather lack thereof is even worse for women now. At least back then women weren't dying. Oh damn, that's very unrelated and it's very awful quite sad um yeah honestly like the whole comment section's kind of like gone off but um oh someone said someone said something very good except that like a miscarriage after five or six months along takes a long time to recover from and it's highly traumatic we're talking usually hospitalization many women who lose babies so late term also often have to end up not only naming the baby but burying or cremating them no way would she have ever been able to pull this off not unless she had a bunch of plans to essentially steal a newborn and any man worth his salt would demand she head to the hospital if she claimed she gave birth at home for a checkup on her and her baby everything would have unraveled right there and then she's not very bright to be honest with you yeah like that's just crazy i mean i don't know why everyone's saying five months i think someone must have like said something about five months but um that's actually quite crazy because oh my god I don't know what she was thinking if you were gonna do it at least do it properly do you know what I'm saying like come on buy the fake baby won't get those fake pregnancy tests out but no okay so someone said am I the idiot for choosing my sister over my girlfriend trigger warning postpartum syndrome uh, postpartum syndrome 
postpartum depression so obviously guys if you are not okay with that it's just best to skip now or carry on listening so i have um so i 22 year old male have an older sister 30 year old female who always took care of me when my mom had to work at night which looking back on as i got older she sacrificed her own social life which probably wasn't easy as a teenager i've been dating my girlfriend who's 21 for six months now it's been going good and my sister and her seem to get along fine my sister lives three hours away from me and two weeks ago had a baby girl. Her husband had to leave a couple of days after the baby was born because he's in the military. Well, last night around 8pm, my sister called me crying, talking about how she's not a good mum and she's scared something's going to happen to her daughter and she's just been sad and just really distressed. I asked why she's just now saying something and she, she said she didn't want to bother anyone asking for help. I told her I'll come over to help. My girlfriend and I were watching a movie. She doesn't permanently stay at my place, um, but she's there like four times a week. I apologised and told her I have to help out my sister. She got upset and said, you're really just leaving me like this. And I tried explaining that this is an emergency, but she was still mad when I left. My phone started blowing up with text, so I turned it off until early this morning. And seeing that my girlfriend and a couple of her friends were texting me saying that I'm an idiot and a bad boyfriend and my sister could have waited until the morning. But I'm pretty sure she has postpartum depression and it can be pretty serious. So am I the idiot? Wow. Okay. Um, so I don't think he's the idiot first and foremost. Uh, if she, so, okay. She should have truly understood where he's coming from. And what I mean by that is he's not just bunking. Like he's not just going cold on her for no reason. He's not like, oh yeah, I'm bored. Like I want to go now. I don't want to watch this movie, get out of my house. Rather his sister has literally given birth. She's all alone in a house and she lives far away from him and she was panicking because she felt like she was going to be a good mom and she's possibly showing signs of postpartum depression. I mean, he wasn't just leaving you because he just felt like it. he genuinely had an emergency. And I don't think personally he chose his sister over his girlfriend. He was just attending an emergency. It would have been very different. Like, you know, she wouldn't have just turned around and said, you, ch you chose your sister over me because, you know... If it was a if if it was a totally different type of situation and emergency where his sister wasn't related, um, and for her friends to then blow up and you know message this is something that's quite crazy. Okay, so I remember seeing this a long time on, um, a YouTube channel of this Muslim couple. I can't remember their names, um, but basically they used to respond to emails from listeners and stuff. So they had like a separate kind of like youtube channel just to do this and it was quite fun they would like answer one in one whole kind of video and really like deconstruct it and stuff so the question was long story cut short about something i can't even remember it was like they had a massive fight so this couple had a massive fight right and it wasn't even that big to be honest with you um it was just like a fight but she had obviously gone to like tell her whole family and stuff and you know they weren't very happy with him they didn't like him anymore but then obviously they made up because they're a couple and that's what couples do. Like, no matter how much, you know, you argue, you fight or you shout at each other, like, if you talk things out properly, you'll end up making up. And, you know, you'll see, yeah, this just happens on and off. Like, that's just what marriage is. Not me sitting here talking about this like I'm a full-grown married woman. Because um, <laughs> I'm not. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, work it out, guys. So they worked it out, obviously, as you do. But the family still think bad of him and now she feels bad because she knows he's not genuinely bad they just had an argument at that time when she was talking to her family and obviously she was telling them you know what happened they they see that part of him so this couple they were basically answering this and they were like this is the best advice that they could ever give anyone is keep your life very private as in the sense of like if something was to happen that was really really bad like he's beating the hell out of you or he's gonna cheat on you or he's genuinely like mentally abusing you definitely 120 percent go to your family asap go to your friends asap 
But other than that, fights and this and that, your family don't really need to know until it, unless, sorry, it escalates to a point where it's no longer salvageable, if that's a word. Like, it can't be salvaged, basically. Um, And the reason for that is because you guys will make up, but the image that you've now given or rather the image that your friends and family now have of your significant other they will always see him that way or see her that way so they won't be able to unsee that whereas you can because you're literally in a relationship with that person you live with them and so you know them the best like the best and you know couples fight like I said and they make up but your friends and family won't see it that way and they'll just be like hating on him forever so back to what we were saying here the fact that she ran to her friends to be like, look what he's done to me. He bailed on me. Like, don't get me wrong, girls. Like, we're very much like that. We literally run to our friends for anything and we discuss a lot. But the biggest advice I could give to everyone is just keep things private. Like, you don't have to be going around telling your friends because they don't always want the best for you. All of those friends, yes, they were standing up for their friend. Like, they were like, yeah, you know, whatever. But first of all, that is not a relationship between him, her and her friends. That's a relationship shit between him and her she shouldn't have got her friends involved like that to the point where they're messaging him like that's not okay and then number two there could be some of her friends which sorry to say may be actually happy that this is happening because they didn't want her to be in a healthy relationship because obviously like I always say not everyone in your circle wants best for you um so that could be a possibility as well but um that is actually crazy because someone said in the comments why do they get their friends to text? I've never once had one of my friends text my husband after an argument, but then I don't go out telling everyone that he's being a good brother. If I was him, I would have told her that she had to leave because he had to. He needs to get rid of this psycho. Sister could very well have postpartum depression and could have harmed the baby. What the hell? That's true. So obviously postpartum is a very scary, you know, it's very scary and it could lead to the concept of you possibly even harming the child and then harming yourself. And, you know, she was literally crying for help. And she'd kept it to her for so long. And on top of that, if you ever look at the link, as a girlfriend, or rather not even a girlfriend, like, obviously, because we don't do that, so, like, as wives or whatever, like, as your significant other, you should really sit down and be able to understand this, that, you know, he was very young and his sister looked after him so much to the point because obviously their mum was working late at night so maybe she's now at that position where her postpartum's kicking in and the first thing she feels is attacked as a mum because their mum wasn't really present much I mean not in a bad way she was genuinely trying to like um support them with her money but um because of that she might be worrying and might be concerned like I'm not gonna be a good mom like I can't do this if she's thinking that she's not a good mom as well imagine the effect that's gonna have on the baby like she may have totally like given up so he needed to be there um but the fact that that girl couldn't understand is quite selfish in my opinion and she needs to go you need to leave you need to leave right now anyways um okay so for the last one um okay so I have no idea how this one's gonna go so Am I the idiot for laughing at my grandpa after he told me to cover up my feet? So this one is fairly recent and he's still mad at me. So I decided to voice the story in hopes of getting corrected if I'm wrong or something. So this morning, my grandparents informed me that some people would be coming to set up a new bed or frame for etc. Since I wasn't needed, I just sat down on the sofa and minded my business. I asked if I should help, but I wasn't needed. For context, I was wearing a normal t-shirt and some leggings, but no socks. This will be important later. However, during the visit, my grandfather kept furiously pointing upstairs. Apparently, he didn't want me... No, sorry. Apparently, he didn't want to tell me what I needed to do, but expected me to magically know. 
After, look, after looking at everyone wearing masks, I assumed he wanted me to wear one. I was pretty far away from everyone, so I didn't think it was necessary. So after I got up and put it on, he seemed even more furious. I kept asking him what he wanted me to do, but he refused to speak. After the guy and girl finished building the new bed and left, we sat down and talked a bit about the new bed, what happened, etc. That's when I mentioned being confused at what he wanted me to do, and he promptly told me that it was vulgar for me to display my feet the way I did. Faced with the absurdity of the situation, I laughed, imagining how the two builders would say, oh my god, look at how hot this girl is because of her feet. My grandmother then joined in, laughing with me about how about how my seductive feet have the power to make any man go crazy. My grandfather, however, exploded, saying that it was indecent and disrespectful to be at home without socks in front of strange men. He's currently still mad at me for showing off my glorious feet <laughs> in front of strangers. So am I the idiot for laughing at my grandpa for covering up my indecent feet? Update, why is everyone suggesting my grandfather... <laughs> That's a foot fetish. If that's true, I'll start wearing socks forever. Oh my God. And then she goes, update two. Why are there so many suggestions of you telling me to make an OnlyFans <laughs> only account for my feet pictures? Oh my God. And then update three was her saying, should I actually open one up? And then she goes, last update. So I've decided against doing one. Okay, this is kind of going off next level. She's just going off about... Oh my god, apparently the girl's dad has... Oh, this is getting crazy, guys. Apparently her dad has a foot fetish, so, okay. Um, each their own. <laughs> that's crazy, I'm not gonna lie. So, that's a lot. I don't think she's the idiot. I really don't think she's the idiot, because, for real, I think the dad is being a bit... I mean, the granddad's being a bit weird. Um, For the record, though, they are from Germany, so... They have a pretty like relaxed view on how she dresses, mostly just dress appropriately. So there's nothing about like, oh, she has to wear strict clothes and stuff. Um, but it's definitely, it could do with something like to do with culture. Um, but then at the same time, like, why is he getting so angry that she's laughing? Like clearly they don't think the same way. I don't know what's up with the grandpa there to be honest with you because um, that's actually quite funny. Um, she must have really beautiful feet though. That's probably what it is. Um, and you know what it is? I think, to be honest with you, the grandpa's a bit sus. That's what I think. The grandpa is a bit sus and he's probably seen his fair bit of feet. And so he doesn't want anyone else looking at his granddaughter that way. But quite frankly, they were there just to do the building of the bed. Um, yeah, just for the record, I did not know how this was one was going to turn out. So don't come for me, please. Um, and say it was inappropriate because I really don't think it was. But, um, yeah. So, anyways, okay, so this is gonna be the last one, guys. Am I the idiot for not paying for my cousin's college tuition? So, I, 29 female, have been married to my husband, 31 male, for two years now. His family is very wealthy. My family is upper middle class now, but we were poor for several years when I was young. I had a venture I started right after college, and my husband helped me with the plans and getting investors. It is very successful. Once I had the money, I paid off my student loan debt. I paid off my parents' uh, debt as well, and my husband and I bought them a new house when they decided to move so they didn't have to deal with another mortgage. It was a gift. They have never asked or demanded anything of me or my husband. Problem is, they've been supporting my mother's family financially for years. My mother's family is a bunch of abusive leeches. 
Wow, okay. When I was born, they disowned her amongst other things. Yeah, okay, they're probably abusive leeches. There were times when my parents would forego meals for themselves and send them whatever was left in their accounts. My parents support them because they feel it keeps them from redirecting most of their hatred onto me, but it doesn't. My parents refused to let me take over supporting everyone, but my grandma... I think that says grandma, it says GMA, was working insane hours at her job to send money for her other two daughters to pay their kids tuition. They said they had to send their kids to this school despite not being able to afford it because my mother got a scholarship to go and they weren't able to. It had to be fair. Once I found this out, I couldn't stand by and let my grandma work herself to death for this. So I took on the costs about four years ago. The older one has five kids. The younger one has three Oh my lord, are you taking on the cost for all of them? The youngest of their kids is two and the oldest is now 17. I know it means the world to my grandma, so I don't complain. We flew to help my parents pack up and my grandma and my mum were on the plane on the phone with them. I heard my mum ask her younger sister what her eldest is doing for college and she said he'd only be applying to the same school I went to, which is an Ivy League. My mum said great, but they're expensive and difficult to get into, especially as an international student. And her sister replied, well, he won't have to pay because she's paying and she'll write him a recommendation letter. So he's basically guaranteed to get in. Oh my God. My mum was shocked. She replied that I had no obligation to pay for this college and that I'd done far too much over the last four years. I said that I'd like to have been asked, not just expected. She outright told me that I have a duty to the family and that if I said no, she'd simply ask my husband because it wasn't my money anyway. My husband shot that down immediately and said that we are a team and whatever I decide is what he will go along with and that the money that has been supporting them was mine alone anyway. Everyone's angry and my grandma is saying I should just do it. I could, it would not hurt us financially, but I'm tired of having them demand things and just be abusive monsters in return. Am I the idiot? Um, and then in the edit she said that um, I couldn't fit this in I did explicitly tell my grandma and her daughters I would pay for the equivalent of K-12 schooling I'm not entirely sure what that is because that's what my grandma had promised I never said anything about college and they're not in the US the rest of us are wow okay damn so I don't think she's the idiot at all Um, just because I've never really understood this but just because one person got lucky in the family and they got the money and they, you know, essentially, they just got better off in life and stuff. Yeah, if they want to help out, that's fine. But it's not expected of them. It's never expected of them because it's not like everyone's everyone's fate and destiny is written different. If it's not written for you, it's not written for you. But by you having what's written for you and then feeling this guilt and having this imposter syndrome and wanting to always, always help out with others, if you want to, that's all right. But when it becomes expected of you, that's a bit scary because now literally they're entirely dependent on you and they think that they they have a right over your, over your basically finances. They have a right over you. Like you have no right to say no to them, which is so ridiculously wrong. Um, but honestly, like, it is quite sad because I remember seeing a TikTok video on this and this girl was talking about the very similar concept to this. So for the record, she was... Um, I can't remember what she was, but she basically was living in America. I think she'd moved here many, many years ago. And she was crying as she was making a TikTok. She was like, I'm not here for attention. I just want to raise awareness on this. I think they were Viet Vietnamese. Um, and she said that she's just been disowned by her family because her little sister obviously came to the US um, to study. So she was at university. 
and you know she's so this girl's expected to pay for her entire life and she would give her money like as in here's the amount of money for this month or like for this week you need to pay your fees with it and you need to like uh basically you know save up and kind of like do your everyday life chores and essentials with it but what that girl would do is like just use that money to go shopping so she would literally go for shopping she just go waste it not care not have a thought and then obviously it meant to a certain point where she couldn't pay her fees so her mom and dad basically turned around to the elder sister and were like you've got to pay them and she basically was like no I'm not going to pay the fees because I've literally been financing her life like I've been funding it I don't even know if financing is a word but funding her life for so long since she's been in America and all she does is mess about she has no care for money she doesn't care how hard it takes me to earn it and she just goes and blows it all off on doing ridiculous things she doesn't even have any concept of money and so her family were like literally they turned around they were like it is your responsibility because you went to the US you went to the US and you're working and it's now your responsibility to take care of the rest of the family and to make things better for us so if she needs her fees paying doesn't matter if she's spending it on you know shopping or anything like that you need to pay them and she rejected that she was like I'm not doing it anymore like I've done it for so long and they were like yeah so you're dead to us and they cut contact uh, they cut her off and everything like that she now no longer has them but she was really upset about it and she was crying her eyes out and she was like you know, I've just been disowned and I just want to show you guys the reality of this. Like, sometimes it's very, very hard um, when you come to a different country, blah, blah, And we've seen it so many times, like, in, you know, in our own countries, like, in Pakistan and stuff like that. Like, if that one person comes from Pakistan, like, you know, to here, as a man especially, like, they then expected to fund their entire family's life back home. And there was a story I remember of, like, I don't know if we knew them or something, but um, this man, basically, when he was, like, younger, he came to England to basically work and send money back home and he was doing it he was doing really well and he wanted to come back to Pakistan after like so many years and his dad was like no no don't come back like literally stay there and make money and send us the money we need your money we don't need you literally those words and he was quite upset but you know he didn't let it get to him so then he wanted to get married and he'd found someone to get married or something or he just genuinely wanted to get married and his dad was like don't even think about it. Like, don't think about getting married. Um, and the reason why his dad said that was because if he gets married, he's going to have to start splitting the money. He's going to have to start taking care of his wife and then they'll have children. And then before you know it, he won't be able to send much money back home. And his dad was not okay with that, which is the most selfish thing I've ever heard of in my life. Um, he did get married eventually. And, you know, he he was happy and that. And, you know, they went back to Pakistan to see the family. His dad never accepted the wife. He never accepted her as his daughter-in-law and was like, nope, you're dead to me type of thing. Over the fact that purely his son got married, which is his right. Like, it's just ridiculous. That's how selfish some people can be, sadly. And it really do be your own. Um, Alhamdulillah, like, we've never experienced something like that. Like, that's just really sad and disheartening. But um, I feel really sorry for them because, you know that's not okay it's not okay it's not your responsibility to take on the brunt of everyone else's life like everyone's di- you know fate and destiny is written quite differently so in this example i would definitely say that she is not the idiot um but yeah that that really is awful the fact that the grandma as well is just saying yeah just pay for it just pay for it um yeah but it's just really sad just really really sad so anyways um guys i hope you really enjoyed those reddit threads i absolutely adored them to be honest with you um i think they were really good um but yeah if you ever find any just 
don't be shy to send me them. Literally just send me them and I can like add them in on my next one. That'd be a really good idea actually. So if you guys are avid users of Reddit and you, or not even just Reddit, if you find something on TikTok or if you find something on Twitter or anywhere, Instagram, send it me, send it me, DM me and I can take a look into it. Obviously, as long as it's appropriate and it's rel- like, you know, good enough to basically analyze. Um, but yeah, send it through and I will have a look and maybe it will be featured in the podcast. But other than that, guys, um, I hope you absolutely enjoy this episode. We will be back next week with another episode, inshallah. And until then, take care. Have a very good Ramadan. And yeah, hope you guys are okay. I will see you next week, inshallah. <laughs>